We are facing a mental health crisis, and it's more important than ever to have access to the support we need. That's why I'm grateful for BetterHelp, the largest online counseling platform in the world. BetterHelp is changing the way people get help with life challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. With BetterHelp, professional counseling is available anytime, anywhere, from your smartphone, computer, or tablet. If you're looking for support, sign up today at BetterHelp.com. Use the promo code SOLVINGHEALTHCARE to get 10% off sign-up fees. That's BetterHelp.com, promo code SOLVINGHEALTHCARE. COVID has affected us all, and with all the negativity surrounding it, it's often hard to find the positive. One of the blessings it has given us is the opportunity to build an avenue for creating change, starting right here in our community. Discussing topics that affect us most, such as racism in healthcare, maintaining a positive mindset, creating change, the importance of advocacy, and the many lessons we have all learned from COVID. If you or your organization are interested in speaking engagements, send a message to quadcast99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadjo Karamante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Qualcast Nation, I've been waiting to do this one for a while. I've been waiting to do this one for a while. We have Dr. Jeff Alfonsi in the mix, founder and all-around warrior of rxfood.co, and really glad to have him on the show. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, I think one of the things that you and I share in common is the need for prevention. We've both seen the devastating impacts of being hospitalized, whether it was COVID, whether it's just in general to uh, to acute care hospital. But yeah, maybe give us a bit of your background and story. How you, What led you to start the company? Yeah, for sure. No, thanks a lot. And so just as my background, I, I'm uh, internal medicine. And then uh, I'd actually done some engineering prior to medicine. And, and I had a good friend of mine who did engineering with me and, and she had she had lived through an eating disorder for for decades and she'll share that that was a significant challenge for her and she had a good friend living with type 1 diabetes who was trying to you know count carbs and was really struggling with control and so the two of them came to me when I was in residency I'd done some apps technologies and and they said hey can you help us with nutrition and I was like yeah, you know what that is a really important problem I get asked that all the time I had two hours of nutrition lectures and nine years of training I don't really know what to do about it, but I think it's important. So obviously that led to us getting the right people learning. And, and then from there, I went on and did uh, my, my extra training in obesity and lifestyle medicine. So rounded out a lot more about, about nutrition understanding. And I've been lucky to work with amazing experts in the, in the field. So I really, it was, it was my co-founder, Liz Choi, that, that really kind of opened my eyes up to the importance of this uh, and, and really grateful that that happened. Oh, absolutely. And you made a great point, Jeff, that we cannot overlook the idea of two hours of nutrition training that we received during medical school. And that, 
unfortunately, folks, is not an exaggeration. It really is minimal exposure. And I mean, we'll get into it in a bit here, but I think you could fully see the, the power food has in terms of healing and, and disease prevention. 100%, 100%. And I think, you know, I, I didn't appreciate it. You know, you think about all of our chronic disease guidelines on how do you care for diabetes, high blood pressure, right in front and center, there's, there's a nutritional section. But it was typically something I glossed over as this, you know, non-pharmacological or non-medication kind of bit. And um, But over time, you realize this is actually what everyone's asking about. How do I you know, prevent things? How do I not need more medications? Um, and this is, and then when you actually see it work on people and when they do make that change and you see the impacts on whatever health outcomes that you are measuring for that particular disease or just them saying, I feel so much better. You realize like there's a lot here that I've been overlooking for so long. Uh, and then I think we can do so much better. A hundred percent. It's, it's really is inspirational knowing that you can often provide people with the tools, in other words, nutrition, and doesn't have a huge side effect profile, doesn't have, most for the most part, direct uh, um, uh, effects on other medication. Like, it's, it's just something that's more pure, and, and I think a lot of people can get behind that. So what do people expect signing up for RX Foods? Like, what does RX Food deliver to folks? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, really when we, we created technology, we wanted to say, how can we simulate going to get blood work with nutrition, like to that point or, or measuring something like we do in medicine, whether it being an x-ray, like you get a test, you get a report, right? So how can we kind of simulate that idea for nutrition, right? Or for what is on your plate? Because at the end of the day, that's so important. What are you, what are you eating? And so uh, what we created with RX Food is, is some really powerful AI that lets you just take a picture of that plate. Um, we've got really, really powerful capabilities to figure out what's in it, the approximate size, and also drilling down into important variables of that. Like, is this whole wheat bread or white bread? Because that actually makes a big difference. So we want to extract diet quality as well. Uh, and then, so that was the first part, make it really easy for me to track. And we spent a lot of time doing that, met with a lot of individuals uh, who had done tracking, whether it be for diabetes or not, and make sure we get that information super easy. And so, you know, we're really happy when, when we do meet with people that use RX Food, they say, you know, that was the easiest and best experience. Like, I really enjoyed that. Um, the other thing that we've done is said, you know, uh, we've, we've bounded this to say, like, you can use RX food all the time if you want, but if you can just do three days of really good tracking, we're going to create a report for you again, simulating that idea of going to get other tests done. And so we interpret that information on the plate to come up and say, you know, here's some data, like here's your, how much fiber you had, or here's what kind of proteins you're eating. So how much red meat or plant-based. And we present those numbers to people and we tell them what foods contributed to that. And people have just said, that's been really eye-opening. So I understand what I'm eating. And there's actually a whole bunch of small changes I can make that I just didn't realize uh, by seeing that. Uh, and then, you know, a few kind of bonus areas that we do with RX food is we're just starting to do some really cool meal suggestions. So based on what you ate, what you don't like, we'll actually feed in some some meal plans, recipes, or ways you can substitute ingredients to like nudge your diet a little bit for your goals. So we really love that idea to personalize that. Uh, and we also do some really cool things where you can hook up 
uh, a sensor called a continuous glucose monitor, which will measure your, your blood sugar levels um, and actually show how your food affects your, your blood sugar. And that's been super amazing biofeedback for people. And traditionally, people with diabetes would wear these sensors. But we've had a lot of people just do uh, you know, a 10-day or two-week sensor just to learn what their, their body and response is. And it's super powerful. So it's all about trying to take food, uh, make it easy to get that information in, make it actionable, and make it personal. This is why I've been so excited to have Jeff on, folks. Like, this is a way of transforming the approach to nutrition for so many folks who have been struggling. So, number one, the tracking. This is the first of its kind that I'm aware of, Jeff. And I'm sure there's maybe there's other companies doing similar things. But from my personal experience, knowing that with your everyone's got their smartphone with them, you could take simply take a picture of your your food. Like I, if you think about some of the other apps that I've, I mean uh, used in the in the past, like My Fitness Pal, where you, you're making a like making a ton of assumptions. You're you know you're what type of chicken, how much ounces is it, or how much grams, and you you plug it in, and obviously it's your your best guess. But knowing that you could take a photo take the guesswork out of it, put it in the hands of RX food. That is, that is exciting. It really is. And I think, and, and as you alluded to, people feel, feel like they can do it. Like it's achievable. Exactly. Great point. And, you know, I, I think you hit on a great point with things like my fitness. Like we do like to say RX food is, it's, it's like nothing else that exists. Like we try to say that this is a medical grade, secure, accurate, proven, you know, study product but i think you hit a really key point with you know when when we did interview people about experience with my fitness pal they would give the example of i had orange juice and it took me like five minutes to figure out which type of orange juice and then i didn't know how much i was having so you're absolutely right something as simple as that can cause challenges and so that was the key take a photo make it easy and uh and and just extract what matters from that and and do it in a way that that's evidence-based that's sensitive and it also can link back to a clinician if you need right to guide you right so absolutely and in and the other component of this as you mentioned the reporting so just to get dive a little bit deeper into that like you mentioned that you could it talks about your macros like the protein type of protein that you're you're ingest, you're ingesting but is it like strictly macros do you get into some of the uh, electrolytes are, are micronutrients as well. Like w- what happens from that perspective? Yeah, for sure. No, we, we have lots and lots of data, uh, you know, too much in many cases. We actually um, tell people to when we work with them to customize down the report to, to just like a more tolerable amount because we can spit out all sorts of stuff. So macros for sure, time of day, uh, when you're eating, how much protein you're eating at different times of the day, uh, what your plate looks like. So how much vegetables versus meat. Um, the quality of your grains, the quality of your proteins, ultra processed food intake. Uh, we can look at glycemic index data for people with diabetes. We can look at potassium data for people with maybe that need to watch it for, you know, let's say they have a kidney problem or a heart problem. Uh, and we can show all the macronutrients, you know, to see the, the approximate vitamin D level or, you know, the uh, zinc level. So there are certain groups that we work with where those are actually really important. And so we can get, make it much easier to get approximations of those sort of inputs. So very flexible to be fit in uh, to a whole bunch of different uh, use cases across the, the clinical setting. That's, that's so exciting. I mean, 
you know, it's, it's a fair point. You don't want to overwhelm people with data. But at the same time, if you're that type, no offense to engineer or what have you that really want to <laughs> dive deep, at least you have that option. And and, and at, at times you're probably going to see some patterns that may, maybe aren't intuitive to, to, to many. And I really like the idea. I think this also brings it to the next level, the meal suggestion, like, or the tweaks, because I think this is one I know a lot of people in my circle struggle with. Say you, you're, you are trying to increase your protein intake or you, you're a type of person that tends to snack a lot. So like what options or alternatives are out there? This to me is next level, Jeff. Yeah, I know we're, we're really excited about this. Uh, I think when we, when we chatted last, we were just working on it and now we've just kind of put it out live and uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it um, to your point is uh, when you show someone a, a recipe or a suggestion, they said, you know what, that's, I would eat that. And I've done it with myself and said, Hey, that's a pretty neat combination of stuff I wouldn't have thought about, but they're all things that I had eaten and met my goals. And so I, I tried new things. And so, uh, I, it makes it a lot of fun because it, like I said, it feels like it's you a bit more in these recipes. Cause it, let's say you did your three days of logging. It looks at all those types of foods you ate and it uses that information plus other things to come up with these suggestions. And like I said, it, it it feels nice when when it's when it when it has that personal touch to it, uh, and so I've really really enjoyed this and and in working with patients had a lot of fun giving them them and seeing you know how they've kind of been like oh I like that I could do that that's perfect great idea like I love when I see those sorts of things so yeah because Jeff I think that's what that that's what brings things to the next level in in terms of who who's in front of you. And what will they respond the most to? Like, I, I, I love the idea of personalizing suggestions because as you, you, and, you, you, know, you and I both know, like, one person might respond to uh, something better than another. Like, it's hard to have a cookie-cutter approach when it comes to nutrition or, or health in general, but especially nutrition. And that idea of, of really focusing on what that person would most likely succeed with. Yes. Like that's where health, I I feel like that's where we need to go as clinicians in general. Like this is a general direction we need to go. hundred percent agree. And, and, you know, traditionally, and, and, and this was, you know, my bias early on was when you started talking about nutrition and this was, you know, probably before I did a lot of RX food, it, it was, it was basically like, Oh, you have to eat better. It's kind of this, you know, Paternal or paternal type of approach saying, you know, watch this, eat better, do this. And, and it was just very simple, have more vegetables, eat more red meat. But it was, it, it just doesn't really do much. People say, I know that, but how am I going to do it? What am I going to do about it? How am I going to make that change? But when you actually said, look, you know, I looked at your numbers and, and you really care about increasing your protein so that, you know, you know, you have strength or you don't fall or we know there's maybe longevity benefits to that, right? So, you know, you want to keep your protein up. Here's what you do. Here's how we can do that. And they're like, you know what? That matters to me. You made it matter to me. And you gave me ideas that actually sound like I care about them. And you took the time to understand what I'm eating to make them matter. And so that just makes a huge impact in what people want to do next, right? Absolutely. And, and when, when they see the light, they're more likely to execute. You know what I mean? Like they're more likely to, to achieve their goals. So this is, this is beautiful. I, I also wanted to touch on the, the CGM. I, I got to say at a personal level, I, I tried a CGM maybe about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And my personal bias is 
everyone should try a continuous glucose monitor once in their life. I tried it for two weeks and the information that I found to this day, I implement. So as an example, if I do a leg day, I could eat anything basically. And my glucose stays, stays proper. If I have a fairly carby meal, if I stack it with a bunch of protein, it seems to mitigate that glucose response. For whatever reason, I'm really sensitive to white rice compared to, say, a cookie. And then what was the other big one? Oh, being on call. That was a, that was enlightening. So when I'm on call, no matter what I'm eating, I, well, I shouldn't say no matter what I'm eating. I, I was just way more fluctuant in my, in my, in my, uh, my glucose. It was up and down compared to when I slept normal. And, and once again, it kind of points to what Jeff was, was alluding to before that personalization, really knowing how you're going to respond to specific foods. Like you must see, like you must be very enlightening either at a personal level. I don't know if you've tried it or with some of your clients see, playing with the CGM. Yeah, for sure. No, actually, thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. I've definitely worn it a number of times and I think there's some, but to your point, I love this because we go through this data with someone and said, Hey, you know what? You're probably stress levels and hydration and stuff when you're on call is different and, and you should be, maybe you actually need to focus on more regular eating, more protein, more long lasting, like, you know what I mean? Or, or more complex carbs. Like we can really get to that level or um, it's really great to say what I tell people to experiment. So you tried white rice also try like, I don't know, brown rice or quinoa, just look at the response difference between the two. And then you can mix them and say, Hey, I, you know, maybe I don't like the brown rice or the whole grain, but if I mix the two, does it improve my results? And so and, and there's a whole bunch of interesting individualization as well as stuff we kind of know like protein or fats mixed with carbs or how much carbs you eat will affect your response, right? And so it is tremendously interesting. Uh, for me, probably what I really did a lot of fun things when I was playing was I was looking at, uh, I really honed into breakfast just because I found that was like an easy one where I woke up, it was pretty predictable and I tried different breakfasts out. And what was really awakening to me was, you know, was the impacts of cereal, right? And this cereal, like I did try to look at the label, right? I did look at it and it was high fiber, low sugar, whole grain. That caused the largest spike in my sugar over the 10 wow. days of any meal. And uh, I was like, wow. And so uh, what I did after was I experimented. What if I do different amounts or add like, you know, hemp seeds into it or other things like or hemp parts into it? Like, can I modify the combination of foods? And, and I did was able to tweak it a bit because I like that cereal, but I now modified what else I put with it in terms of, you know, fruits and proteins and fats to kind of level that out a little bit. And so tremendously insightful to do. And you know, I, I 100% agree that, that everyone should try this out. And, you know, uh, if there's ways to get you on RxP with the CGM to try it out, uh, we should do that because, uh, like, I think it's it's super valuable for, for health and wellness. Yeah. Wow. I, I Honestly, Jeff, I love that example with the, the breakfast food because I hope just to, to clarify for the listeners. So basically what, what Jeff was saying was, you know, he, he would have normal breakfast, normal cereal. And have that, even though it was low fat. What would you, you say? High fiber, low fat, and, and such. It and, was a it was a high fiber, low sugar. So it is oh, low sugar. Sorry. It. Yeah, and loves the cereal. Had a high glucose, uh, the highest glucose response out of all the stuff he's having. But because he loves it, he figured out a way to modify it 
adding the hemp hearts or, or, or different types of things to reduce that, in, that, that glucose response. And that's brilliant. Like it really is. That's, that's what, what I like about this is like, say you're married to a food, say you're married to pasta, right? And you figure out a way to modify that surge, whether you just double up on your meatballs or chicken, whatever the protein is, maybe that's enough to for you to enjoy pasta on a regular basis. Like this is what yeah. is so brilliant about this. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I love that. And I, and I, I say that I tell people to mix uh, lentils into their, their pasta sauce because you oh, barely taste it. But you add this fiber, and then like that, that can make a big difference. It fills you up. You have a little less pasta, but it's still enjoyable, right? So, hundred percent. When we talk about people about making changes, it's it's still you do what you like. You're just going to make some tweaks. And and uh, the dietitian I, I work a lot with, she's awesome, and she's like, if someone's having craft dinner, that's fine if that's what they love. But I'm going to figure out what we can put in that craft dinner to make it a little bit better, right? And so uh, that's still progress, right? To me, that still mm-hmm. made a change. If you're adding some some legumes or some vegetables into that. That's a, that's a win, right? Absolutely. And you know what? what is also important to mention with that, Jeff, is that they're more likely to succeed in their wellness health journey because they're still eating what they love. You're not telling them to stop doing or eating what they truly enjoy. You're telling them to modify it in a way that's going to make it healthier. It's, it's, so, it's so much smarter than how we've, especially in the medical culture, just saying, no, this is what you need to eat. Stop eating the, the X, Y, Z. Focus on this. And even though we we only get two hours of training to, yeah. to talk about it, but I, I just think you're lining people up for success by by working with what they enjoy. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and that you know that was a big learning early on when when I was spending more time with those really great people that I thought were teaching nutrition, and uh, that was what they did so well that they mm-hmm. actually made someone say, I'm actually excited to do that. That actually sounds good. And I'm going to be better off for that. Like that's, that's the the powerful way to, to bring it home. Right. And that's how you're going to make that impact and that real lasting change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for RX foods, like who's a typical client, like an, or an ideal client in terms of who, who would benefit the most coming along with your company? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of people, but if I had to say the ones that we've just worked the most with is is really, you know, people living with diabetes, at risk of diabetes, pre-diabetes, gestational diabetes. Uh, it's just it's been really powerful because there's a lot of self-management. There's a there's it's a very overwhelming experience, and I've never obviously I haven't been diagnosed myself, but I can imagine all these things that you're learning of all these things that you have to do all of a sudden having to look at the carbohydrates in your food and understanding that there's a lot, right? And so, you know, we wanted to really help reduce some of that burden, right? And say, you know, let's just take a bit of that part off of you and and give you some information that hopefully, again, makes that easier and and actually an enjoyable thing to do. So I think that's the area that I think we've done the most in. Um, But that said, I think really when you step back, anybody who who wants to understand how they can use nutrition to either prevent or manage a chronic disease better. If you have that interest, then you should be using RX food because it's going to give you that information. And the way that I tell people to do it is like, think of this like part of your 
periodic health assessments, right? You're going to go see your, your healthcare provider every so often. They're going to check some stuff, do some blood work, look for, age, you know, based on your age, maybe certain cancer screenings. I think nutritional assessments should be part of that. And so go to your three-day food log. Let's take a quick look at it. Let's discuss it. Let's trend it. Let's see how if it's getting what, what you're getting better in, maybe what's not going as well. And let's link that to your overall health. And so that's how I think we need to be thinking about about nutrition in there. And I think the people that have gained that benefit are the ones that kind of think of it as this is my regular part of my regular checkup. You know, I do it now. I do it again next year. Uh, I'm always learning. I'm always developing. I'm always improving. I'm always and, and that's like a, a really powerful approach to it. Yeah, I, I think it's smart job. And, and, and I like the idea that like you guys are taking away the barriers to to be able to do these that level of assessment right a lot of people you know if you wanted to do what you were asking think about what you would have to do in the past you would log your food whether it's through an app or through a written format uh and and you know whether you get a cgm or not Either way, like it would be very labor intensive to be able to connect the dots, whereas this is like a one-stop shop where people can make that connection with how they're feeling, especially if they want to optimize with chronic disease. And like you and I both know, like like the chronic disease state these days is not, like it's not getting better, unfortunately. No. I'm definitely not, and, and actually, concerningly, not right. And uh, and I think you make a, a great point on that, and and also to the fact that that's a big part of what we wanted to do by removing those barriers, right? So, you know, no doubt there was many people that were sent home with a piece of paper and said, "Write down everything you eat for three days or whatever, and bring it back to me." And and I, you know, I, I mean, I, I think some of the dietitians can interpret amazing stuff from that, uh, but you know. The average person, uh, maybe without the training, it's hard or maybe the, it's not very accurate or it's a little bit limited in the data there. People don't always write the type of bread or whatever, right? So a lot of limitations. And I give the analogy that when I see people with high blood pressure, I tell them, you know, that, you know, now it's better. It's more digitized. But people used to write down that just the two blood pressure readings, you know, the the top one or the systolic and the bottom one or diastolic blood pressure and they'd write them down with their log and they'd bring them in. And even that, you're looking at two months of that and you're trying to estimate, you know, the the average blood pressure for the top and the bottom number to see if they're on target. And it, it's kind of a pain. And this is just two numbers. And you think about the multitude of dimensions nutrition has, the macros, the micros, you know, the quality of the foods, the types of the foods, how they're cooked. Like there's just so much that you just can't get from paper. And uh and even from like searching my fitness panel, like we just lose so much of that information. And so that's a big part of what our exclusive is trying to capture that a little more in its in its like original form, but also then be able to automatically analyze that in a way that's actually really valuable and not just numbers, but actually getting at quality and factors and t- stuff that we can then communicate back to someone, uh, not saying, you know, you know, you're, you're at the, you know, 46 percentile for your recommended daily intake of zinc. And, and like it actually, you make it really practical and say, you know, here, here's the, the foods that we're contributing to your zinc. Here's what we can do more about them. Or here's the types of proteins you had. Here's what you can do about it, right? So trying to make it actually uh, digestible to, to use the, that phrase. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> pun intended. Um, the, I mean, for all these reasons is why we're, excited to to collaborate uh, for for those that 
may or may not know, we, we recently got a grant to look at reversing pre-diabetes and diabetes in marginalized communities locally in Ottawa. And I love the idea of RX Food complementing this, the, the idea that, as we mentioned earlier, this is a personalized approach to nutrition and how to optimize it with meal suggestions, with tweaks that people can make. But Jeff and his company are 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 overcoming that barrier of 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 what's the word I'm looking for availability. Like people will access, or access. Right? Sorry, access. Yeah, is totally, yeah. For. yeah, and this is this is really exciting because I mean, Jeff, you could maybe speak if you you feel this is true too. Like we saw with COVID, th- these chronic conditions are often hitting the people that are on the margins that are. You know, they're essential workers. We saw that multi-generational homes that can't necessarily afford to go to the gym and take time off. So I think the idea that this could be accessible to those that need it the most is is exciting. Yeah, I think it's really important. I mean, first of all, I'm super excited about the collaboration too. So just really excited about that. But I think on the point you had about, you know, these social determinants of health, like food is is such a component of that and there are a ton of factors that impact someone's ability um first of all like think about even just getting to see a dietitian like let's say many healthcare providers maybe don't have the experience around the time so let's say you did want to ask a bit more you wanted to know what you could do to reduce your diabetes risk for example you may not have coverage for a dietitian like sometimes there are but there are definitely times where you may not have coverage or you may not have the time to take that hour off or you know there are barriers that come to that and we wanted to one remove those and then the second thing we wanted to do is say we also want to make that information something that you can you can take on your own or you can still take to someone else and and maybe make those time with those clinicians more efficient you can you you don't have to repeat your story or remember from what you ate three days ago for breakfast and lunch right you actually can show real information and actually spend more time on, on, on getting that valuable feedback from someone so i think those are some of the, the really powerful things. And then, like I said, we're really excited about the suggestion part, right? That we can tell people what they can do about it. And, and we do actually take into account in some cases, you know, what are, what are the most cost-effective ingredients that you can use? Because, you know, people have established that things like, you know, frozen vegetables and fruit uh, or getting them in, when they're on sale or in the summer and freezing them are, are a very great way to do that in the winter and legumes typically for you know you know lentils chickpeas the you know the the fiber the proteins that you get uh you know per cost is one of the best out there and so we got to find ways that you'll enjoy these ingredients but being mindful that you know there's a lot of cost effective ways to do it um and i think that's really important and then the other kind of part that we touch on too and this is an area that you know we don't go over with this one but we highlight that many times the changes that you make to improve your health can often be good for the environment. And so, again, we don't, we don't, we know there's a lot of complexity to it, but typically when you can move away from certain red meats, high processed meats, uh, and move more towards kind of these legumes or plant-based, generally speaking, the greenhouse gas emissions to produce those foods changes significantly. So we, again, we give this multitude of reasons that you know these changes also have bigger impact on whether it be costs and making things more affordable, or even trying to have a little bit of a a little bit of a, a, an effect on reducing your carbon footprint, right? So these are all the things that come together um, that that address the the whole social area that wraps around 
around food and, and, and even maybe the last thing is that we're trying to be very sensitive to the cultural and the types of foods you have. And so in the recommendations, we're trying to do that. You know, it's always perfect. We want to make sure that the recommendations that we make are ones that actually align with, with a culture or foods that they like or those flavors. Because we know, again, that food can be really powerfully linked um, to culture and history and all that. So it, it's, it's a super fascinating and complex feel when you actually get into all the aspects of it but you know i think technology can it won't do everything for that but it can do a lot of the ways to get it there uh and then with a few tweaks you can really make it fit into all of those different uh, factors to to have impact i mean think about how, how far you've come and addressing so many of these concerns like the accessibility the affordability the cultural components, the environmental components. This really crosses a lot of T's, my friend, and dots a lot of I's. It's, it really is exciting to hear where RX Food is, is going. And maybe, if possible, can you think of maybe a story or an example of a client, how RX Food has impacted their, their lives? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's, I think there's, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of great people that I've got to meet through this, right? Probably the one that I'm going to say comes to mind is, is one that probably for, cause I think it made a big impact, but two also we've been knowing, we've known the individual for quite a while now and got to see it and, and regularly check in. So I think I'm going to start with that one. So, you know, this was actually, um, uh, an individual living with diabetes, right? And uh, they were newly diagnosed with diabetes and they required insulin. So it was, it was more advanced and they were having such a struggle, really understanding uh, what I'm eating, what I'm doing, when I get sick, how do I do my insulin? So lots of excursions or means their, their blood sugar levels were kind of moving around a lot, almost like being on call, probably like that, just really hard to maintain. Um, and uh, one of the uh, the nurses that we worked with, or the, the the dietitians that we worked with, actually at the clinic, um, said, "Hey, would you be interested in trying out RX Food?" And so uh, she explained what it was, and and the person's like, "Yeah, sign me up." And you know, ever since uh, almost every day, and, and not everyone, I always say, you don't have to use RX Food every day. Again, take breaks if you need. But this person, every day, you know, for for the last couple of years, has used RX Food, but the feedback that came back was like, you know what, I actually was able to learn how to control my diabetes better. I actually started to understand what was causing these shifts, uh, what I could do about it, when I needed to check things, uh, when I was like sick, how it was affecting things. And and we actually measure a, a number when, when you're wearing, this individual also had a continuous glucose monitor, uh, and you can measure a lot of statistics when you have that on. So one of them is how much of the time were you in the in the target range or within the the normal range that we'd want for for sugar control? Uh, and and he had great numbers to show that a huge improvement in the time and range after a few months of using RX Food, understanding how to do that. And to me, I just thought that was such a powerful story because it gave someone the tools to to manage themselves. And I think you think about technology and apps and stuff, and people are not going to use those forever. We know that, but what can we get? What can we teach them when they do use it or when they pull it out that can actually last and make real change uh, and be there when you need it? Like that to me was just like a really amazing uh, example. And again, this is someone 
who had lots of stuff, lots of clinical help, lots of technology, all this stuff, and yet we could still make a difference uh, in that person's life, right? And so I think the power of, of food and the power of looking at it the right way and the power of feedback uh, is it just a really tremendous. So I'm really proud of that one. They'll do it. They'll do it, Jeff. Honestly, and if you think about that amount of glucose control, that control your diabetes, what that downstream impacts will be, we see it on a regular basis, the complications of diabetes, whether it's cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes, infections, skin infections, and peripheral vascular disease, needing amputations. And and that's, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I would look, I think there's a significant amount of patients admitted in that, in our hospitals that have issues with sugar control. So knowing that that client has got better grips on things and taken the, took the power back is is awesome and and from a life from a uh, like longevity from a quality of life and from a cost effectiveness my goodness it's got to be a huge ROI 100% agree and and I, and I love that. And, and to your point, I, I just I fully agree that the amount of admissions related to complications of diabetes is immense. And I think you've got to go downstream. You got to help people early learn. You got to help them empower. You got to help them control. And so I think that's a great point of the story that I didn't highlight. And thank you for for highlighting that. Is that you know what that individual learned? I think can have huge impacts on going forward for that individual, the risk of hospitalization and complications of diabetes. And, you know, as early as possible, and again, to your point of everyone wearing a CGM, you're even pre-diabetes, get that sensor on learn, right? I mean, again, this is not necessarily the approved use of a CGM. So I just want to highlight, you know, or, you know, maybe uh, it's a bit of the off-label use, but I think stepping back and saying that there is so much value to get it early as possible, just learning and, and and having those skills so important. I, I agree. I and I, I hear what you're saying. Like we got to be a bit defensive on the on the use, but I do think whether it is off, I don't know if you call it off label or what or what, but I just think there is tons of valuable information that can can really dictate how you carry yourself. I, I think we we'd be remiss, uh, uh, Jeff, to also mention the cost because. A lot of this sometimes can seem overwhelming. You, you hear about some apps or programs and they're hundreds of dollars. So can you give people a sense of how much it would cost to, to, to take part with RX Food? Yeah, and, and most of the time we actually try to work with uh, you know a healthcare provider and insurer whatever it actually so that they they take in the cost and so that the end person doesn't have to and so uh, in many cases we might work with like a family health team or a hospital where we've actually found a way to to get the cost covered i think that's important so uh, in some cases there's many people that haven't had to pay anything for for our food and we're really proud about that um, you know there are you know we don't necessarily go all out and you're not necessarily downloading us from the app store and using it. But, you know, for, for certain people that we think they're at this point, if certain people that are valuable, we, we make it available. And, you know, we typically try to charge a, a monthly price um, around, you know, 
15, $20 a month typically is what people can pay for access to it. Um, and there's a few kind of programs we try to build around that. But the idea is we wanted to, and like I said, most of the time we find ways to get this covered in other means. And so the key thing that we've always focused on is how do we make this technology available without significant out of cost uh, expenses, right? And so that's uh, that's so important, right? I think you have to make it accessible and we're always finding ways to drive that down or get it free for that person or something. So um, I think that's one of the key things that we're proud of too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, great point. And that's what I'm, <clears throat> I'm hoping with working with our, our, our grant here and our, our, our sample clinic here to give an example of how, how powerful RX food could be and how it could hopefully will show some results of reversing folks' diabetes and ultimately give people a model for, for how to approach health. And, and, you know, I always say start small, but act. And we got a green light to do this. It'll be great to, to then scale it and say to the higher ups, look, We've implemented this program, including using these tools. We prevented this amount of, of hospitalizations. We've reduced the, this amount of, um, of uh, medications, so the costs associated with medications and eMERGE visits. So let's do this at scale, yo. Let's flex. Change exactly. the boogie. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, that's what we need, right? So that's what... You know, everyone here, we, we need to kind of advocate at that level. Like these are tools that are so important and, and have such impact on the system, I believe that, and they're not that expensive, that these should be covered uh, at a, you know, a, a central level. So that it's not up to some people to pay or others or some people to get act. It's, it's just, these should be fundamental parts of health, in, in my opinion. So hopefully we can get that data and, and prove that and, and get it done. Amen. Amen. Uh, so before jumping off, anything any, any uh, where do you see RX food going in the next year or two? Like, if you could have a, the optimal crystal ball, what would you like to see the the trajectory of RX food? Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm really happy where we are now. Like, I think the there's a few tweaks to the the, the product out where I'm excited about, mostly around making these suggestions better and better. Um, the other thing that we're really kind of excited about is is the ability to actually order the foods that you need or the grocery oh. list that you need to get it delivered to reduce that barrier. Um, particularly, can we help with better costs or like special deals for, or at least for certain healthy foods that you can get. So that's our point is make it easier for you to learn. And so we keep doing that, give you more changes to make, but also make it as easy as possible for you to get that food and make that change. So that closes the loop. So that's something that I think is probably the the big thing that, that we're driving for the next big piece uh, and then the other thing is just is impact. We want we want uh, this to be in the hands of every Canadian, right? And that's the next thing is you know the vision that this is this is really the go to uh, for checking in on your on your health. So those would be the two ideal or, or key focuses uh, for the next year. Amazing, amazing, and you're gonna get there, Jeff. How do how do people get a hold of you or learn so more about we- RX Food? Yeah, definitely. So we have our website. It's uh, www.rxfood.co. So just co. Um, also uh, happy to share my email. It's jalfonzi at rxfood.co. We can share that out other ways too. Uh, happy to have people reach out, questions, ideas, uh, anything. Lo- love chatting with people about this topic. Amazing, Jeff Alfonzi. 
this was better than expected. And I, w- I was hyped for this one, my friend. But thank you so much for agreeing to come on. And you are a true boogie changer, my friend. So keep up the great work. Right back at you, man. This is awesome. You keep it up, too. Thanks. All right, Godcast, that was awesome. So awesome. If you enjoyed that, please leave us any comments at quadcast99 at gmail.com. Leave a five-star rating. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at Quadcast. Jump on our newsletter. Jump on our community at quadcast.subsect.com. All things healthcare solutions all on one site. Y'all gonna love it. All right, people. I hope you're feeling a little bit more jump in your step after that episode. Thanks for listening. Talk real soon. Peace.